Welcome to another episode of Together for Salem. I'm Monica. This is Erin. Welcome to our house. We Our house, our basement has turned into uh, temporarily, fingers crossed, a church studio? Yes. Podcast video, video cast studio. Um, which is actually fine because I don't have to travel far to go to work and... <laughs> That's been nice. Mm. In fact, a lot of things have become a lot simpler. We are spending a lot of time together, which you probably can relate to, spending time with the people in your homes, whether they're adults or children or pets. Uh, we're all just having a lot of really intense time together mm -hmm. because our schedules have become very, very uncomplicated. I just deleted another thing off of our Google Calendar today, which was um, kind of sad, but just is what what's happening right now and things are just a lot simpler like the most complicated thing i did today was i went grocery shopping well that that's like a whole thing now yeah With i mean the it mask is mask and the, yeah. the wipes and the you know the mm -hmm. six feet yeah yeah the six feet yeah. yeah waiting in line yeah so that that was the complicated thing for today so our lives have become so much slower and simpler that's true yeah in fact that's exactly what john's going to talk with us about on this episode of Together for Salem. Creek, and we are a church for people who don't normally go to church. That's right. That's everybody. That is everybody. Yeah. So that means church has had to look a little bit different, mm -hmm. even more different than it already looked before all of this COVID-19 started. We were already kind of a different kind of church because we were geared for, you know, unchurched or rechurched or dechurched people. Um, people wanted something different. Mm -hmm. So that means we've had to do everything online, which I mean, I'm sure is no surprise to anybody watching here because you're watching it at home. That's true. Church. They found us. They found us. <laughs> so we've had to do uh, connect our small groups, connect groups. They meet online. We have a Facebook group that you can join. Anybody can join. Anybody can join a connect group, but they're all meeting via Zoom. Mm -hmm. Like our youth connect, um, our youth group, youth connect kids, mm -hmm. they meet via Zoom weekly. So everything is just kind of transitioned to online. Our messages are online. Mm -hmm. We have, um, if you're interested, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or like us on Facebook, but the music has transitioned to online, which has been kind of a, a fun, cool experience. Um, they're called House Sessions, so you should check those out. Um, music online. So another thing we like to also do, normally before we did games at church, yeah. um, we would do a game periodically. So we've also transi transitioned our games to being online. So in a little bit here, we're going to play a game, uh, but I want to tell you about an online contest, or actually this wasn't a contest, but we just asked people this mm -hmm. week online um, what their favorite takeout spot was because um, everybody's with the simpler life we have, maybe cooking less and supporting local restaurants and businesses more. Mm -hmm. And so we got a great uh, list of answers of great local restaurants to check out for takeout. So here they come down the screen. They're coming. There they go. <laughs> They're going slower for you than they are for me. It's weird. It is weird. Mine are is going there like another this. one? Yeah, there's okay. more. There's lots. Okay. So you all, thank you so much for interacting and engaging and um, giving your um, 
your props to your local places that you like to go to. You can also comment those below mm -hmm. um, if you've got a, a place that you want to add to the list. Um, but that's so that's one of the things we did on Facebook this week, and we wanted to just say hi to those restaurants and say thank you to you. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, and then, but the other thing that's going to, that happened this week that came out and is the winner is going to be announced on Wednesday is mm -hmm. a different kind of online contest that we're doing. And that is our window challenge. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in the window challenge, you're going to be in charge of our window, right? Uh, yeah. there's already a heart up there. <laughs> we're going to do more. <laughs> oh, we're going to do more. We're going to do more stuff. Okay. We're going to bring it cause it's a contest. So, and you can win, um, Dessert delivered to your door. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty great deal. Yeah. So dessert for the people in your house. Yeah. Um, contactless. Uh -huh. No touching. <laughs> no touching. Just dessert delivered to your door if you win. So all you have to do to enter is decorate your front window. You can use paint or construction paper hmm. or... Multimedia. Markers. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Okay. You, we could get really creative. But the idea is to encourage your neighbors. A lot of people are out walking right now. Yeah. It's been really fun in our neighborhood to see all the hearts mm -hmm. um, for Candelaria Strong. Um, but every neighborhood has their own kind of thing. So just a way to encourage the people walking um, to be for your neighbor, to be for Salem. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and join that um, challenge and decorate your front window. You can email your submission to info your cross creek or do it online. Right. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be great. Let's paint the town. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what we have next for you, mm. because that's an awesome idea. I hope we win because I love treats. You do. Um, the next thing though is Luke and his, his connect group guys, his group of guys. Um, they're pretty funny actually. They did a little, they played a little game this week. And so we're going to show you that and it's some hijinks. So that's always fun. So we'll roll that. I am Luke, your host for this evening. So we're going to get started here with our game of Password. Uh, we drew numbers beforehand. Jamil and Josh are going to be going first, and Josh is going to be giving Jamil the clue. Whenever you're ready, Josh, go ahead with your first word. The password is mask. You ready for this, Jamil? Yes, sir. All right. Disguise. Detective. Nope. All right, so we're moving on to uh, Ben to give a clue to Chris. It's the same word. Okay. Um, uh, breathing. Breathing. Okay. So, um, let's go back to uh, Josh. Give another clue. Jamil. Ready for this? Face. You got a guess? <laughs> I, I got guess? nothing. Let's go back to Ben. Ben, oh. try again for that first word. Uh, face. Same, same clue. That is exactly that's the same clue. Is, is it? Is it mask? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> good, right, good, good job, clue, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. What an original clue. Face mask, right. disguise, yes. breathing. All right, so we're going. Uh, we're going back to Jamil and Josh's team. Jamil. The first yes, word sir. on your list for Josh. The password is hands. Jazz. Music. Nope. All right, Chris, you give a clue to uh, Ben there. Fingers. Nails. Nope. All right, 
Back to Jamil. All right. Wash. Hands. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, All right. <laughs> We're tied. One apiece. Nice. All right. So this like time it's uh, Chris's turn to give Ben the clue for that second word on the list. The password is distance. I was about to pull the Joey right there. <laughs> <laughs> Length. Glove. I said, Jamil, you're giving a clue to Josh right now. Ready? Social. Distance. Yes! Ding, 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 ding. So you guys, you guys uh, picking up a, a clue, a, a theme here. Some of these, maybe that'll help. Help. All right. So uh, back over to I'm Ben and Jamil. Ben, it's your turn to give Chris the uh, clue for your next word. The password is tissue. Okay. Um, Kleenex. Tissue. Ding, 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 ding. Right on the money. I wanted to go with toilet paper, but it's two words, so we couldn't give it to tissue. The password is soap. All right. Ready for this? Bubbly. Soap? Soap! Ding, 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 ding! Oh, just like this! Now! Now! All right, all right. So, uh, so we are at two and three. Okay, so, or Ben and uh, Chris, tie this up. You guys can tie this, we'll go into the bonus round. The password is glove. Rubber. Oh, rubber glove. Gloves. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So they tie it up. Yeah. They tie it up. We're going to go to the bonus round. And uh, let's see. Josh. The password is Netflix. I believe it's your turn to give a clue, right? Yep. It is. It's all right. Give your bonus. So this, Yo, is, this is for the money Josh. right here. Chill. I knew you were going to go with that. Mm. <laughs> Can you repeat that? Yeah, please do. Chill. <laughs> Netflix. Ah! Oh, I know there's. It felt that, like like oh, that like that, that chill started with an E and possibly. Yeah. But, you know, the judges are gonna give it to you. Congratulations <laughs> to Josh and Jamil. <laughs> this uh, this round. This uh, this first game of Cross Creek well Password. Done. Thank you, gentlemen, for playing. And uh, we hope to see you all from a safe distance soon. Uh, well, hey, everybody. It is good to be seen by you. Thank you for watching. If this is your first time watching our episodes, thank you so much for checking us out. I'm John. I'm the lead pastor of Cross Creek Community Church. And we're just glad that you're you're with us as we as we try new things. If you have been watching, you can see that we keep trying to change things, see what's best. We've tried different locations of filming and we are just experimenting and, and having fun. Speaking of fun, wasn't that game fun? I don't know. We haven't actually filmed it yet, but I'm assuming it's fun because those guys are fun. And it was simple fun because simple is good. Especially now, because life is so complicated. It was complicated before the, the COVID-19 issue that we're in, but it's kind of more even, even more complicated now, right? Like going to the grocery store used to be a pain, and now it's a complicated pain. 
You have to put on your mask, put on your gloves, make sure you stay six feet apart from people. Don't bump into them or they're going to think you're trying to kill them. It's complicated. Work has gotten even more complicated. You want to just talk to your call. You used to be able to just go go down the hall and talk to somebody. And now you got to schedule a Zoom call and, and make sure the dog's not barking. Uh, you're constantly getting interrupted. School has gotten more complicated. You could have just sat in class and fallen asleep. And now you actually have to do stuff and make sure you're there on time for your teacher to see you on your computer or whatever, however that works. Um, life itself is complicated. Like work and home and fun has all been slammed together. School has all been slammed together in one thing. In fact, let me show you our slammed together uh, work and home life right now. Here is our shot of our recording studio and how everything works. The mess is from the kids, not from me, just so you know. But life is complicated and you know, this, this series that we're going through, we're asking this question, what do we want life to be like when we come out of this? What, what can we learn from this? What can we change from our, our former way of life to, to our new life that's going to be out of this? And I think a lot of us would say, what, what do we want to change? We want life to be simpler. We want there to be less complications in life. And so if we're, if we're talking about a simple life, I think we should probably talk about religion, right? Because religion seems to always make things simple, make, always makes life easier, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. In fact, religion complicates life. In fact, those of us who have resisted religion have often re resisted it for that very reason. right? It, it just complicates. Instead of just living your life the way you want to live it, you have to ask, well, is, is this the right thing to do? And the answer is usually no, so you don't get to do what you want. Or is this a sin? And if you're asking that, the answer usually is yes. Yes, it is a sin. And you say, well... You never, you never know if you're, if you're in or out, if you're, if you're good or you're bad. But, you know, if you're around religious people, they know if you're in or out. In fact, that might be one of the reasons you've resisted church, why you haven't stepped foot in a church in years, but you, thank you for being willing to watch this, is that you've had bad church experiences by somebody telling you that you're out. Well, well obviously, they're in. In fact, most bad religious experiences come from somebody thinking a rule is more important than you. Complicating life, saying, nope, you didn't follow that rule, so you're out. But as we saw last week in, in our last episode, that's not God. See, God is our loving Father who loves us no matter what. And believe it or not, God is a fun Father. And Jesus came to transform our relationship with God, but he also came to simplify it. Jesus not only transformed our relationship with God, he simplified it. And you might be saying, well, John, come on. That's not, what I've, that's not what I've experienced. In fact, just exactly what you were saying. Life would be so much simpler without religion. But would it? See, Jesus actually simplified life. And many people have missed it. They've, they've, it's, it's so simple and, and so almost easy that we've tried to add stuff to it. And we've missed it really from, from the very beginning. And so this idea, this idea that how Jesus simplified life, Religion is really the, the one thing that um, can be a simplifying, guiding principle for every part of our life, right now and after this COVID-19 thing. In fact, it's, it's this one guiding principle that I think we can start kind of a, a foundation, a building block of what we want life to be like after this. 
And see, this complicated life thing, we think it started with modern life and, and cars and TV and internet and all that. Life's always been complicated. In fact, for Jesus, life was complicated. He lived in Jerusalem, Israel, in the middle of three continents where all these trade routes were coming through. Jesus probably spoke three languages, uh, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. The, the um, politics of the time were complicated. You had the Jewish leaders, you had the Roman governor, and then you had the Roman emperor. Causing, it was just a complicated life. And then they added religion to it. The Jewish people had at least 630 laws they were supposed to follow. And with that, they, they added sub-laws to make sure you didn't break the big laws. And into that comes Jesus, who didn't seem to care about all these extra laws that people had put on. And he, in fact, that's one of the reasons they wanted to kill him. One of the reasons the religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus, because he didn't care about their rules. In fact, they had this, all these different lists of things you couldn't do on their Sabbath day because God said you have to rest on the Sabbath. And when he, he would heal people on the Sabbath. And instead of being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Jesus healed this guy who couldn't walk and now he can walk and he's jumping around. Instead of that, they're saying, oh, you did, you did work on the Sabbath. You broke a rule. Obviously, you're out. And Jesus didn't care. That's one of the reasons they wanted to kill him. And so on the last night that Jesus was with his friends, um, maybe, maybe you've seen this painting. It, it, the real thing looked nothing like this, just so you know. He, Jesus says something interesting, something that uh, you might not expect a just regular rabbi to say. He says this. He says, so, dinner's kind of over. He says, so, so now I am giving you a new commandment. And my, I'm imagining the disciples, his followers in their heads saying, a new commandment. You mean like on top of the 630? Like, I thought Jesus was cool. I thought this was like, you know, we don't have to follow all those rules. And now you're adding another one to it. And here's the thing. He said, I give you a new commandment. See, this wasn't another rule to add to the list. This was new. This was different. This, this is one rule that would encompass and fulfill all the other rules. It was a one, one single principle to rule them all better than the ring to, to one ring to rule them all this is the one rule the one law to rule all other laws it's so simple like i said that people have been trying to add to it ever since jesus said it and so here's here's that rule here's that law that jesus said he said so now i'm giving you a new commandment and here it is are you ready it's it's it might blow your mind love each other New commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, Jesus told him, so you should love each other. Just as I, as I have loved you, you should love each other. That fulfills every other law. Love each other. Will you, will you murder somebody if you're loving them? No. Will you steal from somebody if you're loving? No. See, it, it fulfills, it, it encapsulates everything else about how we treat each other is love each other. And you might be thinking, wow, Jesus is a hippie, right? Like, like this picture. If your wife is making you watch this or your girlfriend's making you watch this or your mom is making you watch this and you're a guy and you're like, yeah, great. That's why I'm not really into this Jesus thing because there's all this touchy-feely love. Are you kidding me? And besides, John, people suck. I don't want to have to love them and feel all this stuff for them. But here's the thing. 
it's not a command to feel. It's not a command to feel something. He wasn't like, hey, you know, you guys need to sit in a circle and hold hands and that will fulfill every other law. No, that's ridiculous. It's not a command to feel something. It is a command to do something. It changes our whole interaction with everyone. It's not a command to feel something. It's a command to do something, to actually be active. It's a uh, stare you in the face, never back down, never give up kind of love. Whether you like it or not, I am going to choose what is best for you. Love each other. And people have said, well, no, that's too easy. We've got to add like these rituals and these candles and these different prayers and these different rules. Like you can't drink this. You can't smoke that. You can't do any of these fun things that you want to do because love each other. That's, that's just too easy. That's, that's too simple. And it is simple. Jesus' one rule is simple, but it's all-encompassing. He said, love each other as I have loved you. And to these guys sitting in that room with him, he, they knew what that meant. They had seen him for three years love people who nobody else loved. Seen him love the unlovable. Touch people that nobody else was willing to touch. You think COVID is bad, you should have seen leprosy at the time. Nobody would touch these lepers, and Jesus is touching them, healing them, loving them. He stood up for people who had no rights. They had seen this. He had literally that, like maybe 10 minutes before that, just finished washing these guys' nasty, stinky, hairy feet, including Judas, who he knew was about to betray him to have him killed. He had just washed his feet. He had just served him. He had just shown love to him. And then a few hours after he said this, he was going to give them the perfect example of what love is by dying for them, by being crucified by the Romans for them. He was going to prove what love really was, that it, yes, it's a simple rule, but it is all encompassing. It takes all of you. It's a new standard, not just do what you feel like doing, but love like Jesus loved. That is our, now our standard. So yeah, it's simple, but it's all encompassing. And Jesus' one rule is simple, but it's also powerful. It's changed the world. This, this one rule of love each other as I have loved you has literally changed human society. The, the weak are no longer seen as the one that you need to kick around. Might no longer makes right. People with power see their power as a way to help others. At least that's what we hope they do. And where does that hope come from? From this one law, that we should love each other. Why were hospitals first created? Because people wanted to love their neighbors and take care of them. Not just their sick, throw them in the street, but find a way to heal them and take care of them. That's why schools were created. Human rights came out of this idea that we all have worth because Jesus loved us so much, we should love them. Women's rights came out of this. Women had no rights in this culture of Jesus' culture. He changed that. He started that change that now everybody has worth. Everybody is worth loving because he loved them. He died for them. So yeah, it's simple, but it's powerful. Nothing has ever been able to stop it. And the awesome thing is, Jesus' one rule freed us from religious rules forever. See, there's no longer all these different hoops we have to jump through, all these different things we have to do. And you might be saying, yeah, John, but you know, I've read some of the Bible. I've read some of the Christian scriptures, the New Testament, and there is rule after rule after rule. No, there's not. There's examples. 
There's examples of what it means to love each other. There's not like do this or you're going to die or you need to be put to death or what it's. Look, this is what it means to love each other. Should you lie to each other? No. Why? Because the Bible says so? No. Because it's, it's showing somebody that they're not worth knowing the truth. See, it's all about relationship. It's choosing to love, seeing others as more important than yourself. See, rules, rules were never God's intention for us. He never said, you know what? If you want to know me and follow me, you got to follow all these rules because that's what it's about. I just want to keep you guys in line and make you good, good little kids. No, he knew we could never keep all the rules. See, God is all about relationships. He's about having a relationship with us and having us having relationships with each other, of, of healthy relationships, of life-giving relationships. In fact, you know, Jesus said, you know, you've heard the rule. You've heard the law, thou shalt not kill. Don't kill each other. And Jesus said, you know what? No, it's, it's deeper than that. You've heard it said, don't kill each other. I'm saying, don't even have hate in your heart for each other. Because if you have hate in your heart, you might as well have killed them because you've killed the relationship. And he said, look, if you want to please God by, by following all the rules, you want to get on God's good side by following all the rules, then you have to be perfect. You can't break any of the rules. You have to be perfect like God is perfect. To which we would say, well, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. And Jesus says, exactly. That's the point. Nobody can follow all these rules. That's why Jesus came. It's not, he says it's not about the rules. It's about how much I love you. It's about you trusting that I love you. Yes, you've hurt people. You've hurt people. I've hurt people. There's nothing we can do to change it. We are guilty of breaking rules. Even worse, we were guilty of breaking laws, of killing relationships on purpose. There's nothing we can do to change our past. It's happened. And Jesus said, that's why I came. You're guilty, but I'm going to take your punishment. I'm going to pay your fine. I'm going to die the death that you deserve for, for killing relationships, for killing people, for saying that you are more important than other people, the people that I've created. And I'm going to give you the ability to love. I'm going to give you the ability to be who you always wanted to be, to be who you were always created to be. Not just to try harder so you feel something good and you do all these good deeds, because you can't force this kind of love. Jesus says, I'm going to give you the ability to love people with my love. It's not your love. It's, it's Jesus's love loving through you. It's allowing, if you will, it's, it's allowing God to control you, to let, him, to let him fill you with his love and control you to love others through him. You're like a conduit of God's love. Your, your role is showing God's love to others. He's loving people through you. And he says, Jesus says, just trust me. You don't have to try harder. Just trust me that I love you and you're now free to love others. Stop trying to earn it or, or make up for your past and just trust me and choose to love through my love. If you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus and what that looks like and, and how you can start that relationship with him, let us know. We would love to, to talk with you about that. You can go to uh, yourcrosscreek.com slash welcome and just fill out a, a really simple, quick online card about who you are and, and what it's what you're wanting information about. And we will get to back to you this week. But what does this actually look like in life? What does it look like to, to choose to love through Jesus's love? And it's simple. In fact, there's one simple question that we've been talking about at Cross Creek. If, you, if you're a part of Cross Creek, this is, this is our question that we, we camp on. And it's this. In every situation, at, at any point of the day, you ask this question. 
what does love look like? Not what is the right thing to do or is this a sin? The question is, what does love look like right now? Yeah, but he's being a jerk. What does love look like? But I'm just not so sure about what does love look like right now? Not what it feels like, but what does it look like? And that question, that simple question, has the power to transform your life, transform every relationship you have. It improves every relationship you have. And it gives you purpose for every day. You now have a purpose in life. See, your goal is to show as much love as you can. Show love every chance you get. See, the goal at home is no longer to, you know, just not be annoyed and have space to do what you want to do and have whoever serve you. No, your your goal is now to show those around you how much they're loved, how much worth they have. You're bringing worth into their lives. Your goal at work or at school is not just to get ahead and who cares who you hurt or stab in the back to, to get there. No, your goal is to be part of the team, to improve the team, to help others reach their goals. Your, the goal of relationships is not what you can get from them and are they making you a better person. It's my goal is to help them become who they were created to be. My goal is to look out for what's good for them, to help give them to help them reach their full potential, their full purpose. And the interesting thing is in the process of all that, you actually start getting what you hoped you wanted. You actually start having the relationships you wanted. You actually start being seen as somebody who can be trusted and entrusted with more authority and more position and more respect. See, it's so much simpler than just following the rules and having to figure out what the rules are and whether you're in or whether you're out. And it's so much more fun and it is so much more satisfying because you get to do, for one, what you wish you could do for everyone. See, we, we all, I think, I hope we all, wish we could change the world and make the world a better place. And not all of us are going to have the ability to literally change human society for the rest of history. But if we do for one person what we wish we could do for every person, that starts changing the world. See, I wish every kid knew they were loved, knew they were safe, knew that they had potential and worth. I can't do that for every kid, but I can do that for my kids. I can show them how much they're loved and how much they're worth by choosing to love them, by choosing to sacrifice for them. I wish every marriage was, was life-giving and, and healthy and, and every husband was devoted to their wife and, and the wife was treated. Well, I can't do that for every relationship. I can do that for my relationship. I can show my wife how much she's worth by, by loving her and trying to remember what does love look like. Do I always do it? No, but I darn well I'm going to keep trying through Jesus's love, of course. See, it's so much more fun. It's so much more satisfying. I wish every nonprofit was fully funded so that they could, they could give to the poor, they could change lives, they could heal people. I, I don't have that kind of money, but I can pick one nonprofit and give to that one and help them fulfill their purpose. See, we do for one what we wish we could do for everyone because we're asking what does love look like? And life is complicated. We don't need religion making it worse. And Jesus's new command frees us from religious rules forever. So as we, as we start thinking about what we want this new life to look like after this, let's choose to make it simpler. Let's choose to make it more purposeful. Let's choose to let go of the complicated rules. And then we can enjoy 
life. See, we can ask the one question that changes everything. What does love look like? And then we just get to have fun trying to do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. Because a, a simple life built on simple love is what a complicated world needs most. So let's simply love and simply trust. In the next few episodes, we're going we're gonna to talk about what that actually looks like in the nitty-gritty, dirty days of our regular life, how that actually plays out. What does love look like? We're going to go through different categories of family and, and those types of things. But remember, what does love look like? It's not that complicated. So Aaron and Monica, back to you guys. Thank you for that, John. And next week we'll talk more about what love looks like, kind of day-to-day sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think it's uh, time right now to... Do a giveaway. Yes. Yeah, super exciting. We uh, featured Causewagon last week, uh, their Salem Star. It means a whole lot. You should go check out their um, Facebook page or their Etsy shop and order your own if you didn't win because we only have one lucky winner. And that person is? Ali S won. We didn't do a drum roll. I forgot. This is actually probably, I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest? This is like the fourth time we've done this take. And the first time when we did our paper drawing, we weren't recording. No. So. Epic fail on our This part. is old news to us that yeah. Ali S won, but. It's okay because I actually shouted so loudly that I probably, the, the sound wouldn't have worked it's anyway. Bro. Is it? Basically, okay, here we go. Yeah. Who won this week? Oh man, who is it? Ali S. Oh my gosh, Ali S. You won one of these sweet The microphone. Oh, Hi. sorry. Ali S. won. Ali S. won one so of these. So Ali S. Aaron was very excited. I was very excited. So we drew her name. Ali S. Congratulations. We'll yep. we'll get a hold of you somehow and ask if you want a hoodie or a t-shirt and figure that out. But you guys should definitely check out Causewagon. Mm-hmm. Um, all the proceeds go to a nonprofit. So Ali will be able to say, "Here's where I want the proceeds to go. Here's the nonprofit I want to support." You're probably wondering why I'm fake drinking water right He's now. He's transitioning into the next one, which is Acme Cafe is this week's giveaway. So if you would like to enter to win a $25 gift card to Acme Cafe, mm-hmm. all you have to do is comment on the Facebook or on the Facebook page or on the YouTube page, mm-hmm. and we'll enter you in to win a $25 gift card to Acme Cafe. It's one of our favorite places it in the whole amazing. world. Yeah. Everything's made from scratch. It's great. Mm-hmm. So comment below check that out coming up next on the screen are going to be some discussion questions so if you want to take this idea of what does love look like farther these questions are here for you we're also going to be posting this week a little fun video about what different people think love looks like for them right now in this season of life so be sure to look for that on the facebook page and Stay tuned for those questions. You can join a connect group in the description. There's all kinds of stuff in the description, including music John listened to when he wrote his message, which is always something different and exciting and fun. So be sure to check that out. Thank you for joining us on Together for Salem. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye.